in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil and Sister Crystal. Hello, everyone. We got a great topic for you today. Rome, a world empire. This is one that's kind of interesting because a lot of people don't realize that Rome, actually, in the Bible, was running the entire world. Right. History 101. (laughs) At the time of Jesus Christ. Right. There are people that will debate me on this. Yes. But I will give you the biblical proof that you need Mm -hmm. to verify this. Don't worry. I will never say anything (laughs) on this show unless I brought you the biblical proof needed to prove this as as fact. Right. Because that should be our template right there is... The word of God. Essentially, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel has this dream. You know, it wasn't just Joseph that had the dreams, I guess. It was <laughs> Daniel as well. Well, anyone of power had, had a dream. Didn't um, Abraham have a dream? Well, I mean, there's a lot of dream people that had dreams. Or but Jacob. Jacob had a dream. Daniel's dreams meant something. Right. He didn't always mm. know. And so he had to interpret these dreams. He had to figure right. out. So that's why he did a lot of fasting and praying and stuff right. like this. He had to figure out, well, what do these dreams mean? And that's the reason why a lot of people ask us, well, how do we figure out all this stuff? Because your host here, we fast and pray regularly. Fasting and praying is a key aspect to understanding all this stuff in the Bible. And so I try to tell people, you got to do this all the time. That's why we fast all the time. It's important. Yes. We're fasting every other day now. We're fasting constantly because we're wanting to get this word and this information. Right. Understand what it means. And every time we do it, of course, more revelation comes and we're like, boom. Okay. We get revelation just like Daniel does, except for... We don't get new revelation. We're uh-huh. just getting what all the stuff that that Satan's been deceiving us right. about. Truth revealed. Yeah, it's it's all the stuff that's in our Bibles. It just right. it, nobody's looked at it. Well, what does this mean? And well, we're we're trying to understand what this all means. Right. It's clarification of the details is what it is. Okay. Well, in Daniel chapter seven, there is a vision that Daniel has okay. of the four beasts. Right. Hmm. So these four beasts are basically four different animals or so that, and each one represented here. Hmm. In a world empire. Okay. First one, of course, represented the kingdom of Babylon, which they were in at that time. And then after Babylon fell, yeah. it fell to Persia. the Persians. Right. And then, of course, Daniel actually was actually alive when right. the Persians took over, essentially, and became pretty high-ranking in even that governmental system. Mm-hmm. But after Daniel was died quite a long time later, the Greeks came by right. and took over. And then that's what God used to spread the Greek language all over the world. Right. And to get our Greek writing and stuff like this. Right. And the language of the people would be primarily Greek. And most of the writing of the Bible would Mm -hmm. be in Greek. 
And this was all part of God's plan to make sure that the word of God would be preserved in the Greek language. That's amazing. So that's why the Greeks were brought in. But they were a little (laughs) bit harsh. They weren't real easy. But now God needed to bring in another group, another empire. By the time you get to the New Testament, you know what that empire was. Exactly. It was Rome. They were the fourth beast in this scenario. So it's important to understand how this all works. Of course, Rome was a totally different type of beast than the other ones. And this is why we're going to read a little bit of Daniel chapter 7, because Daniel was curious about this beast. He was wondering, well, man, this fourth beast is kind of strange. I need to know more about this. (laughs) Of course, we know how it all, a little bit how it worked, because we're studying our Bibles and we understand in Jesus' time, by the time he was walking into the earth, that Rome was running everything. Pretty powerful. Yeah, Yeah. they were running everything. So let's go to Daniel chapter 7. We're going to read a little bit about this fourth beast, which is Rome. And we're going to learn about why I say that Rome was running the world at the time. Okay. Okay, Go ahead. Then I wish to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others. Exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured, broke in pieces, and trampled the residue with its feet. And the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up before which three fell, namely the horn which had eyes and a mouth with spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. Okay, so now it's talking about a leader okay. from this, a Roman leader that spoke basically pompously okay. in appearance, pridefully, pridefully and everything mm-hmm. else, because that's what was going on there. They were right. like acting like almost like gods, because they thought, oh, we're so powerful, we, we run the whole world now, we're mm-hmm. like, and they, you need to worship us now. That's, right. Essentially, that's what they were doing. I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. That word saints, we've talked about this one yes. in previous shows right that word saints is actually the holy one which if you remember in revelation chapter 20 mm-hmm. the holy ones are the first resurrected that's right matter of fact daniel calls them the holy ones mm-hmm. zechariah calls the first resurrected that's... first resurrected the holy ones uh-huh. and john calls the first resurrected the holy ones right. they all are called the holy <laughs> ones it's redundant so when you hear the word mm-hmm. saints in this passage of scripture that mm-hmm. means those are the are the holy ones are the first resurrected all right which is all the people that are followers of jesus christ right during that first century before the the second coming they are the ones that that went through and we had a, a show on this mm-hmm. the first resurrected right these are the holy ones okay now daniel talks about these holy ones right which are just understand it's the first resurrected here Right. Same exact word is used to describe all these. So they're the same people, folks. All right. This is important because if you realize that, then this all, all, all this will make sense. Yeah. Everything <laughs> in Daniel will suddenly be like, oh man, that's a mind blower. That makes right. all sense now. <laughs> right. These are the holy ones. These are the first resurrected. The ones that reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Yeah. Details. These are the, these, this is the people. All the apostles would be included in that, you yes. know, except for okay. Judas, maybe. And all the other ones. Okay, right. so let's go ahead and move on. Until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High, 
and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Okay, so these holy ones, right? Or I should say, the first resurrected, right? It was their time to possess the kingdom, which we know what kingdom that is, right? That's right. That's Christ's millennial reign kingdom. That's right. All this makes sense in here mm-hmm. now. Yes. You're reading this and they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a millennial reign. They're, okay, they're talking about the millennial reign here. Right. So this is what's going to go on. These saints were being targeted, which I talked about that in my timeline deception one. The idea that mm-hmm. th- there's a certain timeline. What right. happened? There's persecution of the saints. Right. Persecution of the first resurrected ones before right. they were, before that. Right. A lot of them were beheaded for the sake of Christ. They didn't right. refuse the mark. Refuse, yeah. All that transpired here and is explaining this okay now they overcame all that but the time came for them to start ruling now which is what we're reading about now let's go ahead and continue on thus he said the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth which shall be different from all other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth trample it and break it in pieces. So here we have this fourth beast is essentially saying it's a kingdom, which we knew it was all along. But the point is, is now we know which kingdom this is. Right. Because we know what the other kingdoms were. They were Greece, Persia, Babylon. We know those those other three were. Now we know this is Rome. And we know when the Holy Ones got their chance to start ruling, right? right? It mm-hmm. was during this Roman. So we know all this stuff, okay? So, But what does it say here about Rome? That they shall devour the entire world. Right. The whole world. The whole earth. The whole world mm. was being run by Rome. Right. This is proof right here. This is proof that you can just show your pastor. Take it <laughs> to your pastor and say, see, Rome was not this regional power like the history right. books want to tell you. Right. They were running everything. And what they were doing is, is they were running everything and God used that. See, because exactly. what, what God needed Greece for was the language and the written, right. writing his word down to preserve it for mm-hmm. all time. But what did he need Rome for? Well, I think I know what that is. They were the, they were the heavy. Well, he needed them because they were really great road builders. Right. They were the, the strong arm. Everybody knows <laughs> that all roads lead to Rome, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and they did that so they can get their armies over there. See, they didn't have, what they, how they ran the nations is they basically had armies that were strategically placed in military bases right. around the world. Kind of like the United States of America does today. I was just going to say that. <laughs> does that sound familiar? Yeah. Kind of like with the United States. The United States is the Rome, right. Roman armies of our day. That's interesting. Which is sickening to me because those Roman armies were corrupt just like yeah. the U.S. military is well, corrupt. Well, it's, it's, it's using the innocent, but yeah. So this is what they did, and then they, of course, oh, so anybody acted up, oh, we'll just call them a terrorist and, and go attack them. Right. That's essentially We're just going to send our strong arm in there. and Does that sound familiar today? Mm-hmm. That, I think that kind of sounds like what well, the United States does. Well, we were talking about that, you know, the movie The Gladiator kind of showed this whole concept. It was really interesting. But the Roman armies had taken over the entire world, just like the world is taken over right now, not by, quote, Roman armies. Right. But... Basically, there is a secret yes. um, leadership involved. Mm-hmm. See, the, uh, Satan got a little bit smarter this time around. Instead of having <laughs> an actual nation state right. that you could po- pinpoint, he just puts everybody in charge that are secret. You don't know right. who they are. Exactly. So he uses you know dummy corporations and stuff like right. that in order to keep all shadows these people yeah. in the shadows. Keep everybody in the shadows so they can keep reigning forever. That's the way his system's going to work. Mm-hmm. And literally, his system 
was pretty brilliant here with Rome. It took an act of God to overthrow it. I want wow. you to think about that for uh. a second. He had such a good system set up. Mm-hmm. It took an act of God to overthrow mm-hmm. that system in the Armageddon event. That's amazing. So one thing, and he's perfected right. his system <laughs> today. Wow. And again, it's going to take an act of God again right. to overthrow this current corrupt governmental system yeah. that we have running our world right now. History repeats itself. And so, but we know that's the Gog-Magog war coming right. up. We, yeah. that, that we haven't talked about that yet, but we'll have a show on that right. here soon. <laughs> but this is what how Satan has worked. He has right. mastered his system. He's honed his craft. <laughs> he's honed his craft. He, he doesn't. He's not perfect, Mm-mm. but he's gotten better over the years to practice, keep everything practice, going. Practice, practice, yes. So this is what's going on now. But see, the kingdom of Rome right. was running the entire world. Yes. It says here they devoured the whole world. And that's exactly the way that it's described in the New Testament. Mm. We'll get to that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and keep reading on verse 24 and see what happens right. to the holy ones, the saints right. in right. this kingdom. The ten horns are ten kings who shall rise from the kingdom and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first one. He shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Okay, so here we have, of course, the saints. Every time Mm -hmm. you hear the word saints, you know what we're talking about here. That's the first resurrected. That's what he's talking about here. They use the same word here, same word they use in Revelation chapter 20. Right. So here is one ruler that comes up. That he mm. talks pompously. Okay. I think this is Nero. Okay. I believe it's Nero, King Nero, because he's would be the tenth Roman emperor mm-hmm. to run Rome. And so yes, it's obvious this is talking about Nero running running Rome, uh. talking pompously about God. Right. And of course, persecuting all the saints too. Right, yeah. I mean, and that's why they had we had that worldwide persecution on the saints. Right. And that's why when you read Revelation chapter one, two, and three, with all the seven churches being struggling, right? This is why they're struggling. Mm-hmm. It's it's describing this event here. Mm. They're struggling to survive because of all the persecution that's going on. Don't take they, they weren't to take the mark. Uh, they couldn't buy or sell anything. They were right. really struggling. They were going through all that during that time. Let's go ahead and read on. And the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, and times, and half a time. Okay, so here it says the saints, or the first resurrected. Mm-hmm. They were. This is this, the, tri- the tribulation. Right. This is the one that Revelation chapter 1 talks about, where he says, when he was, well, that's why John was on the island of Paphos. Right. He, he was going through the great tribulation at that time. Right. And he was banished to that island as a prisoner there. So, this is... T- telling you that this is the great tribulation that's going on wow. to the saints at this mm. time. Obviously, the first resurrected, this is why they got that reward of the of an early resurrection. Because they were having to de- endure all this. This is just a description of what we read in Revelation. But this is, we have Daniel speaking of this, as right. opposed to now we have John speaking of it later on. Right. Same same event. Mm-hmm. Just again, for two different perspectives here. So this is really interesting factual stuff. But it all fits into my timeline perfectly. Okay. Which is God's timeline. Which is t- God's timeline. <laughs> I just, and I didn't even read this one. I got that timeline without even reading Daniel 7. Wow. And then when I read Daniel 7, 
it fit perfectly into this timeline that I'd already came up from other places that I found. Right. So there's so much redundancy going on. Revelation there. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. so much redundancy in the Bible that I'm just reverse engineering all the redundancies to to get you the information. And God leads you to that truth, so that's beautiful. I'm not anything special, folks. No. I'm just reading God's word and understanding what he's saying. Being open to that truth, yes. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Okay, so there it says that the saints, or shall we say the first resurrected, right. <laughs> of the Most High, they'll be given dominion, and their kingdom will be one that will last forever. See, one thing we need to understand is when Christ came back mm-hmm. and sat down, created a thousand-year reign, right? he's still reigning now. This is one thing you need to understand and why this world isn't completely 100% inundated with evil. Because we still have the holy ones, or what the first resurrected, the saints with Christ reigning right now on this on this world. Right. They haven't gone anywhere. And they're keeping evil in check as much as they can. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to right. do here. We're trying to just we're not gonna let evil take over. We're right. just gonna let let eat we're not gonna let evil run amok. Mm-mm. We're just gonna say no to it and we're gonna live God fearing lies like we're exactly. supposed to. But see, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and that's it's right. still gonna last forever now. Amen. He hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-mm. He hasn't like, well maybe he disappeared. No, he hasn't. I think I know where he's at, but the point is is He's here. But it's not somewhere that maybe we can go to, but his destination is kind of unknown, but he, obvious that he's around because he cares for us and he's not going to leave us unguarded. And all of the dominion of these evil mm-hmm. empires right. pay homage to him. Mm. Even to this day, they maybe it's lip service as all it is now. It's becoming less and less, but mm-hmm. still, they, he has dominion over all this. And so, and same with the holy ones mm-hmm. they're reigning with him remember for right. a thousand years and right. after it just said the thousand year reign was just un w- without any competition <laughs> and when satan was released he was really good at hey revitalizing his empire right and setting up this whole evil world order that he's done okay so that's what's all, all that's gone on now we see here this world empire mm-hmm. devoured the whole earth which means rome mm. was running the whole earth during the time of christ rome was running everything I don't care what country it was, they had all of them. Anywhere that people lived, Rome was running it. You read in the New Testament places where they didn't, like, they just have militaries nearby. It wasn't like they just, you know, had troops in the streets everywhere. No. No, they just had, if you don't pay your taxes, we'll come walking in with our armies because we build all these roads. Right. And the reason for, the reason why God God wanted Rome to get so strong is to build all those roads Right. In order to spread the gospel so quickly. Yeah. So there was a presence yeah. of Rome everywhere. Okay. Rome had a presence all over and they mm-hmm. kept all the roads clean of Accessible. bandits and, yeah. you know, robbers and, you know, because that was a problem even in those days. Right. You had pirates that were going around taking stuff. Yeah. Rome kept all that clean. And that's the reason why you have the Pax Romana going right. on during that yeah. time. Which is the Roman peace. The whole world was at peace. Amen. Because it was all run by Rome. And when they were running everything, they didn't have an enemy (laughs) because they took over all their enemies. Right. So there was those Pax Romana, the Roman peace. Everything makes sense once you understand that. Yes. Why there was no other countries around the world that weren't being run by Rome. 
I had I, I told that to somebody, a, a friend of mine, and you're like, oh, what about China? Yeah. Is it a country where people lived? And China's a country where people, yeah, they were run by Rome too. <laughs> but people don't want to believe that because right. they're told in their history books some other lies. Right. But, you know, they probably were allowed to, to rule themselves. Right. Self-governed, but there was always as, a big... As long as they paid their taxes right. to Rome. That's how it all the world worked at there. And so this is how it all worked during the Pax Romana, the mm. Roman peace, which was hundreds of years. Now we're going to Luke. All right. Luke chapter 2, <laughs> verse 1. Okay, go ahead and read that one. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar, Augustus, that all the world should be registered. Okay, did you hear that? <laughs> all the world should be registered. Yeah. In other words, every person in the world needs mm. to be registered. They did that in order to figure out how much taxes to charge everybody. Right. That's why they did that. And it also explains, in my opinion, why Paul, the evangelist to the Gentiles, right? Right, yes. Where did he go? He went yeah. to a bunch of Roman cities. You know why right. he went to a bunch of Roman cities? Because there were no other cities around but Roman mm. cities. Because Rome was running everything. See, people don't understand this when I say this. There wasn't a country on earth that mm. wasn't being run by Rome. This is hard for people to believe because we have been programmed in our brains right. to not believe our Bibles right. and to believe what history books tell us. Right. And see, that's the thing. is That's, that's where the, the falsehood comes in is that they have all these different narratives to history. And so we have to match it all up to what the Word of God says, not just what we're told. Exactly. We need mm -hmm. to know exactly what God's Word says, not what we're told. Right. What we're told is lies and stuff in history books. And a lot of things that I'll say, I'll explain things that will make way more sense. But here, you have Rome running all the countries. And, you know, strategically placed out military bases all over the world, kind of like similar to today. <laughs> and so we, we, we have a, a like a, I, I call the, wor the current world we're living in Rome 2.0. Cause essentially, <laughs> yeah, we're living in Rome 2.0 right now. But though we don't know it, we call, we think that, oh, no, we all have our individual countries. That, our no, leaders that are all leading us. Yeah. No, our leaders are all, have all been, this world has been captured completely yes, by yes. the devil. Yep. And all these supposed wars that go on figureheads are just basically just designed to just, get us to believe mm -hmm. that there are oh we're not we're not under a Rome 2.0 right now right which i believe that we are and i think it's pretty easy to prove this but it's we all know that there's an overarching governmental system above our mm -hmm. own governments right. anybody who understands all this knows yeah are they they answer to somebody else right and so this is what's going on right now mm -hmm. okay let's go ahead and read the next one here Matthew chapter 24, this is Jesus talking. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Okay, Jesus is talking here about what? Mm -hmm. All the nations, the gospel is going to get preached everywhere. His plan yes. for why to have Rome <laughs> take over to build roads everywhere. Right. And then they were going to take those, they were going to use those roads to spread the gospel to the entire world. Oh, that's a great, and that's exactly yeah. what exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. Because that's why Rome become a, became a, a figurehead right. for the Christian church early on, because they used that as a hub to get the gospel message to the entire world. That's amazing. That makes so much sense. And they yeah. did it within one generation. Everybody on earth in one generation had got the gospel message. That's great. And I'm going to do another message on how that was possible, 
But this is what, what this is basically what it says there. Okay. The whole world mm-hmm. taken over by Rome, mm. but God used them. Uh, well, we're gonna stop there for now because I, th- this is this is just a real basic thing I wanted you to understand. That when in Jesus' day and age, Rome was running everything. That's the reason why everything makes sense in your Bibles. Well, why didn't they go to any other country? Why did they just go to all these Roman cities mm-hmm. in, in our New Testament? Why did Paul just visit all these Roman cities all the time? Because there weren't all other cities, but Roman cities. And I, I'm doubtful that the name of these current cities that Ro- that Paul went to are the same ones that, that he went to. They've renamed all these cities. There have been tons of resets throughout our history. Right, right. That, uh, these cities that we think we know where all these are, it's unlikely they're the same places. I think the world looked much different. I'm going to do another show on it. I think the world looked much different in Jesus' day mm-hmm. than it does today. And I can almost can't prove this, but it's a hunch I have. And I'm going to show you why I think this way, that I think that the world looked different. Rome was able to overcome and take over the entire world because it was primarily one continent. There were some islands here and there, but in general, the whole world was Mm -hmm. primarily one continent, easy to push around and take over Mm -hmm. and all that. But God had a plan. And it looks like God used these, you know, entities and and kingdoms to fulfill his ultimate plan and purpose. God had a plan and purpose for everything. Amen. We live now in the age of deception. We That's understand right. that. We're no longer the age of ignorance anymore. No. That they lived back in those days. Mm. Okay. Some of them time they lived back in the days of ignorance. Not anymore. We're living in the days beyond that to where everyone has the knowledge of God's word. Right. But it's Satan tricking everybody into over into into doing it. This is exactly why I'm getting trying to get people back. I'm using not roads here, mm-hmm. but I'm using this radio show Airways <laughs> to try to get this message out. That's right. And I don't care about money. I am the one sh- I will never ask anybody in this show for any one even one dime because all I care about is getting this message out. That's right. And that's why we haven't um, done any copyrighted or anything like that. I don't copyright my stuff because no. all I care about is getting the message out. Right, because this is a, 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 a God's message. This is, you have been called to preach and teach and share his word and his truth. And I think we all as believers should have that same passion. This, in my opinion, this is the most inexpensive way <laughs> to get the message out. Of God's kingdom out there. Exactly. Do a radio show and you just turn people onto it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I need your help because you know what? Satan has done a great job deceiving everybody. All we have to do is just, hey, turn them onto the show and just say, hey, listen to this. Maybe this right. will pique your interest this here. This might there. clarify some some questions you have. Because we don't know everything. No. But this what, this message resonates with people it because does. it's something that we, I think in our heart, we know that this, this what, what I'm saying here is right. Yeah. And we know that we've been right all along, but we've never been able to like, never, nobody's ever came out and said, right. no, this is what it is. Let's articulate it better. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, I was the first one to come out and say, no, I think Rome was running the entire world right. after all my biblical research I did. And I know that this is not what you ever hear in any history book at all. Exactly. You'll never hear this at all anywhere, but I am saying it here because it is what the Bible actually states. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it is that God's word needs to be clarified and kind of be reminded in all of our our minds and our hearts that it is accurate, it's truth, and it's from God himself. And I'm not going to be ashamed to say that because there's things that I'll say on this show (laughs) that no one else will, will ever say. Right. 
And no, because no one else is brave enough to say it because they're all like, they don't want to look like they're uneducated or whatever. Right. I don't care about that anymore. I've gone beyond all that. You're bucking the system. I don't care what other people think of what I <laughs> right, say. Right. All I care about is I know what God's word says right. and nothing's going to change my views. I've been lied to so many times. Right. I'm not going to trust anything but God's word. And that's the only thing I trust. Every other person that says anything, oh, history books say that you're wrong and that they were just a regional power. But then why didn't they just tell all those people to move? Why all those Christians that were under persecution or Roman rule? Why can they go somewhere? Why didn't yeah. they just go over to the next country over it and, and, right. and flee over there? It's because Romans run in everything. That's why. Right, yeah. There was no place to run. There was no, no place to hide. Yep. That's why. And your Bible makes way more sense when you understand that. Because if there was a place to escape, there was actually a place in the Bible where Jesus told him to escape one time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an actually in Matthew chapter 24, mm-hmm. where he tells, oh, when you see the Roman armies come, escape through the, through the hills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And get out of there. See, if there was a way to escape the persecution, mm-hmm. Jesus would have told those seven churches in, in, in Revelation chapter 1 through 3 mm-hmm. how to do it. But no, he just said, you got to endure to the end. There's right. no place to go. There's, There's no, no place yeah. to escape. Mm-hmm. So you just got to endure until I come, and they did. I, I, I assume they did because they're probably part of the first. They're probably hearing this message right now, going, <laughs> "Yeah, that guy, that Phil guy is telling me what." <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm letting you guys know what, 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 what went on. Until next time. Yes, we're living in Satan's little season. <laughs> Not only because it's right there in our Bibles, because it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.